Overcrowding in hospital emergency departments is not being caused by people increasingly showing up with minor conditions, despite what some people may think. Senior doctors writing in today's issue of the New Zealand Medical Journal say patients presenting at EDs generally do require urgent care, but hospitals need to be adequately resourced to safely manage the workload. It comes a bit growing concern about long waits uh, in hospital emergency departments. The New Zealand Chair of the Australasian College of Emergency Medicine, Dr Kate Allen, joins us now. Uh, kia ora, good morning. So what, just to start with, this uh, article uh, piece, in response to what, this idea that people are, can't, of, say, can't afford or choosing not to go to their GP or they can't get an appointment uh, and turning up at ED instead and that is putting extra pressure, you're saying that's not the case? Oh, this is this is not a new issue, and it's definitely not the case. So, a proportion of our patients do seek care in the emergency department who would receive more appropriate care in the community, for example, from their GP or urgent care centres or other healthcare advisors. And these patients increase the level of volume in the emergency department, but the real cause of ED overcrowding is bed bulk, which is caused by the lack of capacity in our hospitals. Just explain that for people. So people, what, are in hospital, staying in hospital longer, or there just aren't enough beds, or there's too many people? What's the, what's the root cause of that? Uh, yeah, uh, it's complex. So if you think there's, uh, there's a number of patients that come through the emergency departments who are unwell enough that they require admission into hospital, um, and that might be for treatment or investigation. And if our hospitals are occupied, these patients can't move out of the emergency department. So these people form a queue, which is effectively like a bed queue. And the impact of that is that patients coming into the ED who need a bed have nowhere to go and end up queuing in spaces that are not designed for patient care. The reasons patients are um, not being discharged from hospital is, is pretty complex. We've got an older population. Um, there's been a steady rise in presentations. Um, as we get older, our um, medical problems we present with are more complex, so you spend longer in hospital. So the longer people stay in hospital, they're occupying that bed for longer. And it's also very difficult to get people out into the community who may need wraparound services like age residential care or other services that, that would be that you can get. We should be able to get in the community, but we can't get people out because okay. they're not so, there or accessible. So the reason, the, the fact that they're staying in hospital longer, that's justified though. It's not like they should be getting turfed out earlier here. They need to be there. Some people need to be there. Some people are there because of a lack of capacity within the community. So, for example, aged residential care or for um, access to an acute mental health care bed. So those patients need to be in another place that is not the acute hospital. How much of this is driven by population and a lack of corresponding infrastructure investment? I'm just thinking, you know, we, the hospitals, are, they're getting there, but, but there's obviously a lot more work to be done in building there, hospitals. Yeah. One of the solutions is definitely looking at long-term investment in infrastructure and planning for capacity and our increasing population, our and increasing ageing population. As I've said, as patients age, they become more complex and we have more medical conditions. And that means that we're staying for longer and we need to prepare for that. But the real thing is we actually need to move care out of the hospitals and into the community. So we need to actually be doing more in the community so patients don't need to be in hospital. And that means preventing them coming in at one side, but also enabling them to get out at the other end. Mm. What does that look like? Does that mean people, more home visits, more uh, yeah. attentive yeah, care yeah, with medicines and things? 
looking at different ways of doing things. So potentially doing more more for people in their homes and doing more outreach services from the hospital. All right. Well, let's roll it right back to the to the start to the EDs uh, that yes. this chain reaction <laughs> that you've you've nicely described. Um, what then for EDs who are still under the pump? I mean, what, what what's the solution there then? Um, we need to unblock the drain, and, and that effectively means looking at solutions that help us move patients through the system. And th- this is some of the stuff we've already talked about, so looking at solutions there. But it, it really looks at, you've got to look at the whole system and how we can improve things, and that's where the, the time and investment needs to be. All right, Dr. Allen, thank you for talking to us this morning. Dr. Kate Allen there, the New Zealand Chair of the Australasian College of Emergency Medicine. So uh, that uh, piece in the New Zealand Medical Journal, uh, making it clear that it's not because uh, people are showing up just with minor conditions to ED that is uh, blocking it up. It is a far more complex issue than that.